In addition, we are just just a touch late because Connor's been having some connectivity issues at home, so we're uh, AT and T for the lose. Yep, good old Blue Devil. Um, yeah. But the stories for the day, we're talking about the Airbus hack. We're talking about uh, China officially is saying, no, we we didn't ban iPhone for our officials. Mm. <laughs> and throwing shade at the U.S. while they're at it. Wow. <laughs> Hilarious. I would be I'd, shocked if they didn't. I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing your take on that one. Um, then we've got... a. Um, an exiled Russian journalist who mysteriously got pe- the Pegasus spyware smacked on her iPhone earlier this year. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> then we're then we're talking about uh, Molvad and Mac OS. Whether that's a mountain or a molehill, we'll see. Um, it's a molehill, but go on. Probably. Anyway, either way. Then ARM is doing another IPO. Yeah. Um, then we've got some news on the Google Play Protect end of things. By the way, if you're running stock Android, starting very soon, your sideloaded apps will also be real-time scanned by Play Protect. They're not already? Nope. I don't know. Press X to doubt on that one. We'll, we'll talk about it when we get to that story, mm-hmm. but press X to doubt on that. And then then we're going to talk about Starlink and how it's not living up to Musk's pie-in-the-sky expectations. Shocker. <laughs> you mean uh, to tell me beaming internet from, the, from space is not the best idea? You... Kind of like when you try to beam TV from from space and a strong gust of wind fucks that signal up. <laughs> or wow. <laughs> wow. I never would have thought. Hmm. Then apparently some more uh, big tech luminary types uh, met in Washington this week. Um and talk to a whole mess load of senators about AI. Uh-huh. Yeah. Listening to dinosaurs talk about the future is just interesting. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, if you guys so- have if you have like a a senile grandparent and they just start rambling about crap, <laughs> that's how I feel about it when our uh senators start talking about technology that let's be honest I think maybe maybe three of them actually understand and the leadership are not among those three no no <laughs> no not even close uh-uh. truth <laughs> be told all three of them or two of the three are, are, are girls and uh, the third one He's kind of, he flies off the handle a lot, but outside of those three, I don't think anyone else does. Oh, are are you talking about uh, the guy from Louisiana? Uh, Okay, so make it four. No, I'm thinking about the dude from Florida, Matt Gates. Oh, yeah. I think think Bobert, MTG, Gates, and uh, 
I guess Rand, not Rand Paul, it's his son. Can't remember his oh, yeah, first name. Rand. Oh, Rand, yeah, okay. Outside of those guys, nah. So basically you figure Rand is the only one in the Senate who understands it. Yeah. Wonderful. We have a 1% comprehension rate. <laughs> not, not even 1%, a percent of a percent. Uh, I digress. We'll get to that story. Let's go. Yep. All right. So, everybody, we've got uh, Airbus got hacked. Um, yes. And it was announced by cybercrime intelligence firm Hudson Rock on Tuesday that a hacker with the moniker USDOD Mm. <laughs> Gee, I wonder if it is the the DOD. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. Um, claimed earlier in the month that uh, they had hacked Airbus, and the same hacker previously claimed to have breached the F the FBI's InfraGuard database. <laughs> oh boy. So this this guy this person's been on a on a spree lately. Hmm. Great. And that database has business leaders, IT professionals, military figures, Leos, and government <laughs> officials in it. Great. <laughs> Isn't that just spectacular? It's just peachy. Um, so they claim that they gained access to the Airbus systems using a compromised account belonging to a Turkish airline employee. Hmm. And Hudson, and Airbus confirmed to Hudson Rock that this was indeed the attack factor. Um, basically, Great. it was a piece of information-stealing malware which uh, managed to get to that person through via something called Redline after downloading after yep. he downloaded a pirated version of .NET. Great. You know what that means, uh, don't you? It's our old friend Microsoft. Mm. I mean, why was he needing to download a pirated version of it? Uh, that one I don't know because it's free. Like Microsoft gives you their crap frameware for free. Mm -hmm. So... <laughs> Like, what? Mm-hmm. You can even use .NET and Linux, for God's sake. Although I don't know why you would do that outside of you just a glutton for punishment. Well, sometimes you need it for certain programs. No. <laughs> no. No. If I ever find a program on Linux that I want to use, and one of the requirements is .NET, I'll find an alternative. Well, in my experience, certain games. Wow. Yeah. That's what I have a Steam Deck for. <laughs> <laughs> then I don't have to see all that crap. I just let it do its thing. <laughs> anyway, so this has been a major initial attack factor. Yeah. Um, not specifically Redline, but malware that does the same, th the same sort of thing. Um, so... Be careful, guys. I mean, seriously. 
be a little bit intelligent. Maybe that's too much to ask. I don't know. Um, I want to give you guys credit. Maybe. I don't know. I, I think a good two-thirds of the global population is probably not smart enough to uh, not get a, you know, attacked. Just saying. Most people, they don't, they don't, uh, we have a problem with responsibility and a lot of people just kind of, you know, well, I'm going to do it my way. And it's the responsibility of all these companies to make sure that my way is protected. Mm -hmm. So they just kind of get in there in there and they don't, they don't, they don't care. They just, Yeah. You know, it's it's one of those so don't be like where, one of as a, where as an IT person, you're like, centralization makes a whole hell of a lot of sense. Because otherwise, we're going to keep playing, replaying the cycle. <laughs> as much as being open source guys, Connor and I are not a fan of centralization because then it's one thing that can get attacked and one thing that can crash and everything goes down with it. <sighs> Catch 22s. Yeah. Um, you know, the other, other option here is you can kind of inadvertently understand why big tech companies get as authoritarian and uh, you're going to do it our way as they do. Um, because, like I said, two-thirds of the population, I would estimate, are, uh, well, for lack of a better better term, stupid. And uh, they just, it, they cannot help themselves. They're going to do it their way. Their way is going to get them infected. And so, yeah, you know, you can see why big tech does what they do. Doesn't mean I like it. I think they should probably go the other route, the harder road, which is an education, inform people route. Mm -hmm. but and if they were to do, yeah, it takes a lot of time and you're going to piss a lot of people off because people, generally speaking, when they use a computer, they don't want to learn. They just want to do it. Mm -hmm. And uh, people really hate passwords. That's why there's a big push right now for passwordless authentication. Actually, I'm surprised we're not we're not covering it. But uh, um, Bitwarden just did a big announcement that they're offering uh, passwordless authentication now. So um, pretty soon, uh, everybody can who uses Bitwarden can do passwordless authentication with all the accounts that allow that. And passwordless authentication is very nice because it limits the uh, the the weak points, which is always the human. <laughs> um, don't take me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I am very much so pro-human. Uh, I think the more humans, the better. Uh, but like I said, two thirds of the population is stupid. So, yeah. 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 It's a challenge. Yeah. It is quite a challenge. 
And, and moving on, we've got the molehill, likely. So Molvad VPN, which if you guys didn't know, Molvad is kind of a privacy wonk's wet dream. Isn't it, Connor? Okay, pause. It, it, it is, I'm, I'm gonna rant. So well, I have three VPN providers, three. And I use them for various reasons. Sometimes I use them together, right? So if I'm out in my house, my uh, Wi-Fi router has one VPN and it protects everything on my network. And then sometimes, just because I'm paranoid on, you know, I'm doing research or whatnot, I'll get a secondary VPN or a third VPN. Sometimes if I'm extra paranoid, right? Doesn't matter. I digress. All three of them are great. Molvad in particular is just, I mean, you can't ask for a more privacy focused company. There's no accounts, right? They, they don't, you don't have a password. You don't have a, an account to like log into. No, they issue a random number and you have to remember that number because that's your account. Um, they don't ask for an email. They don't ask for a phone number. They don't ask for, you know, to, you to, to save a device cookie. None of it. This is your login number. Don't lose it. Don't give it to anyone. And you buy credits, right? And the way that they accept credits is with cash, which is an interesting system, or Bitcoin. Or there was another payment method, but it was anonymous. Can't remember what it was. Uh, don't remember. But it is, they don't have your identification. They don't know your address. They don't even have like your credit card number. They know nothing about anybody on their network. It's wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. They, they were like the pioneers of wire guard connections for VPNs. I mean, they're really, really good really good they and my current favorite vpn provider go toe to toe and and flip between top spot all the time for the record shout out to windscribe vpn it's a canadian company that is my current favorite uh they don't have all of the same features of molvad they have more features sometimes it, it really they go back and forth but molvad fantastic Windscribe, fantastic. You can't lose if you go with either of them. If you go with Windscribe, you get a free account, though. So if you are in, in the ballpark looking for a, uh, a VPN, go with Windscribe. If you, if you have money to spend, namely cryptocurrency, or you need, like, total anonymy, go with Molvad. You literally can't lose here. And But Molvad, also Molvad. wonderful. Also with Molvad, um... Their servers are completely RAM-based, as far as I know. Yes. So if yes. the power gets interrupted, or they get a hint that they might be raided, all they got to do is turn off the servers and everything goes. Yes. Um, Windscribe is also doesn't keep logs. I don't think their servers are entirely RAM-based, though. I don't know. They don't mention that. I know that they don't keep logs. I think, um, if I remember correctly, their systems delete the log every five minutes or something like that. Mm. Um, something like that, I don't remember. But they don't keep logs. That's good. Anyway. Yeah. So, Movad. 
found a critical firewall flaw in the latest version of macOS, which isn't well, released to the public yet. I was just about to say, it's not fully, it's a release candidate right now. Mm-hmm. It's not fully released. If I remember correctly, it's coming out like the 22nd or something. Sorry. I know it comes out this month, mm-hmm. but it's not fully out. Yeah. So, yeah, this is probably not that big of a deal, but I wanted to talk about it anyway because, you know, I like taking pot shots at Apple when I can. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's just, it's my spiel, my shtick. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, so... No, it's the 26th. Basically, this, criti- this critical flaw can break Mulvad and potentially other software that's dependent on packet filtering tech. Um, it breaks so, every other VPN on the uh, platform as well, including Apple's privacy relay. Woohoo. Um, yeah, there, so it's, it's quite a big, big there issue. Was a, the, the Reddit thread that you, sh- that you showed me the other day, wasn't yesterday it was the, I think it was on Thursday when I mentioned this to you um, there was somebody I don't know if they were trolling <laughs> but they're like works for me yeah when everybody's like my VPN broke <laughs> yeah it, it, uh, I know we have confirmation that it doesn't that, that this issue affects at least windscribe uh, pro, uh what is it? Private Internet Access VPN, uh, Nord VPN, Molvad VPN, but not um, Tunnel Bear. <laughs> but not Proton. Basically, you name it, it affects it. But Proton's different somehow. Yeah, Proton is different. Um, so if you've got Proton, you're Proton, pretty good. Yeah, Proton, they have trust issues. Um, they don't like to hand the traffic off to the OS. So generally speaking, um, they like to reinvent the wheel a lot of times, which I mean, in this particular instance worked out for you, but, um, I have proton VPN also. That's, that's my third one. They're, they're pretty decent. My only issue with proton is, um, their speeds are always slower, always. And I think it's because they're rewriting the wheel and so the way that they connect to things is not the fastest if i remember correctly yeah so anyway so basically apple's got to fix this like my my initial reaction to this was "Ooh, this is apple trying to take everybody's privacy connor's like eh (laughs) happy accident yeah it's a very happy accident um when i found out it broke uh apple's privacy relay though now i know it's not a happy accident um yeah basically apple's mac os they like developers that's their that's their bread and butter right they want you on a mac for for developing iOS apps, because still today, if you want to make an iOS app, you got to make it in Xcode on a Mac. No exceptions. 
So they want the developers happy. They want you to come use a MacBook. They've gone out of their way to make development for anything on macOS the best experience. And I, I have to agree with that. I, I, I have developed some stuff on basically every platform at this point. I mean, at one point, I was even developing little crappy apps on, on Android phones, okay? So I've done a lot of development on a lot of platforms and Apple has succeeded at that. Development work on a Mac is just better. Anyways, that's their bread and butter because they know if you're gonna do development work, they want you to make it for iOS, so they, they want it to be good. So to find out that VPNs are having an issue, that's a big issue for them because a lot of developers are also privacy conscious and they really like VPNs. So they're like, this this is an issue for them. So I think I think this will take priority. I think they'll get it fixed relatively quickly. Mm-hmm. They have a, a final release date of the 26th, according to this article. Mm-hmm. So I have a feeling it'll be fixed very, very soon. Likely. I mean... We'll see how it goes, though. This, uh, yeah. And another shot at Apple. We've got uh, Pegasus. You guys might remember Pegasus from the NSO group, which is linked with General Flynn. Uh oh. Mm. Yeah, he he was. I think he was an advisor at one point years ago. I don't. I doubt he still is, but who knows? Um, but yeah, Pegasus managed to find its way onto an exile an exiled Russian journalist's iPhone during mm. a private meeting in Berlin in February mm. with other exiled Russian journalists. Hmm. Nice. I wonder who did it. Oh, and by the way, her her organization called Medusa was had just been exiled and banned from Russia the month before <clears throat> over national security claims. Yeah, national security. Mm-hmm. They're very critical of Putin and his administration, so. Of course, they're going to get banned. Um, but how is it really all that different from what we do? <sighs> oh, wait, it's not. We just don't officially ban people. We just shadow ban them. Or they wake up with a bag on their head in a black site in China, you know. Yeah. Kind of the same thing. Yeah. Just we don't hear about it. No, you don't. Hear about it. No, because we're the good guys. No, no, <laughs> no. Right. Anyway, uh, so, I, I, uh, yeah, yeah. Um. Mm. So she. This was a chi- a a clickless exploit, by the way. Using an exploit called Pwn Your Home. Hmm. Um, so Apple let her know about it back in June. So her phone was infected for months before she found out about it. (laughs) 
Nice. Isn't that grand? Um, and then she very quickly um, handed it over to Citizen Lab, which is a privacy awareness group sort of thing over there in the EU. Um, and they're saying that they believe that the infection could have lasted from days to weeks after the initial exploit. Uh, nice. And Pwn Your Home has now has been patched since, so that's good. Good job, Apple. Um, yeah, Apple's pretty good on the uh, the patches. Unlike, you know, if they don't, if they're not good on the patches, that would affect their whole, you know, their whole ploy, propaganda, marketing of what happens on your iPhone stays on your iPhone. You know, and our the whole. <laughs> Yeah, you know, there's a little asterisk at the end of that. What happens on your iPhone stays on your iPhone because we've already read it on the iPhone. We don't need it to go to the servers. So, Mm -hmm. you know, little asterisk. Yeah. Says the guy using an iPad right now. (laughs) Hey, hey, hey. (laughs) I throw shade when they do bad things. I'm just aware that they're doing bad things and uh, I like their products. So, so there's a, there's a big question mark as to which country might've actually carried out this attack. It's likely the Kremlin. Let's be real, but it could have been her host country, Latvia, or it could have been Azerbaijan. Likely. No, are we really going to pretend like this isn't the Kremlin? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Last time somebody was critical of Putin, their shoes got slippery and they slipped out of a shut window. Mm-hmm. So, got to be very careful. In Russia, the floors. If you uh, if you say things against Putin, your your shoes get slippery and you slip out of windows. Mm-hmm. It's it's the strangest thing. I mean, really, it's very crazy. It's amazing. Um, but with that being said, uh, I I I am I'm totally totally not against him. My shoes do not need to get slippery. Please, no slippery shoes here. Um, Although I'm on the ground floor, so I guess they'd have to go with you know option B, which is. Oh, we didn't know you were allergic to that. What a coincidence. There was another journalist or something recently who's definitely allergic to mushrooms. And uh, somehow mushrooms grounded up, ended up in his food. It's very, very strange. Amazing. Very strange. Uh Uh-huh. Mysterious. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a horrible, horrible series of events. Uh, An unfortunate series of events. Yes. Anyway, um, so there are a couple of other stand countries that, which are very closely tied to the Kremlin. You know, they're previously USSR countries. Um, Kazakhstan and Uzbekistan. Oh, Kazakhstan. I don't know if anybody's ever seen that uh, video of the Kazakhstan uh, reporter. I don't know if he's warming up or what, but the language there sounds like an old diesel truck trying to start up in the winter. <laughs> It's something different. 
Anyway, so yeah, we'll we'll see. If anybody owns up to this. Probably not. Yeah, I'm surprised she didn't use her iOS device in lockdown mode. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest. I, you um, know, I was gonna talk about lockdown because that's actually an important thing. If you fear It's a fantastic a thing. So lockdown mode, wonderful, takes away like the vast majority of the convenience features. But if you're actually like at risk or worried about doing something, put your phone in a lockdown mode. It's it's fantastic. Um, when I first got my iPhone, that was one of the first things I did. And then I was like, why well, give up all the convenience? The whole damn reason I switched. <laughs> Like, I might as well have just stuck with my Android at that point. So I turned it back off, and I'm like, fuck it, I guess I'll just be a damn hypocrite, I guess. Um, (sighs) What can you do? Yeah, but no, it's wonderful. Uh, When you're in lockdown mode, it doesn't talk to other Apple devices. Actually, it doesn't talk to anything. Bluetooth is off, actually off by default. Wi-Fi, you have to turn Wi-Fi on because it's off by default. Um, and when you turn it on, it requires a VPN. It runs, it swaps your MAC address. It actually swaps your MAC address when you're not on on lockdown mode, but it'll swap your MAC address more aggressively. So even if you've been on that network, the MAC address will change if you disconnect and come back. Um, Whereas in regular, it'll just give you a random one and save it for that net- network. Um, I mean, lockdown mode's really good. There's no backup mm-hmm. to the cloud. There's no, um, a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. Uh, iMessages are not synced Hamster. to other devices. I don't, I, they're hands. Yeah, it's, it's like basically all of the convenience features are just gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it basically. If, if you guys want a, a rundown of exactly what it does, take a look at the blog. Um, there's a, well, there will be a link to the blog <laughs> uh, in the description. Anyway, yeah, lockdown mode's fantastic. If you own an Apple device and you don't want to go to lockdown mode, there is another option, which is the uh, extra secure option. Um, that one I do right now. You still get all the convenience features, but it's just a touch bit more secure. Um, give me one second. I'm going to tell you what it's called. <sighs> do, do, do. Do, do, do. That's the wrong setting. Advanced data protection. Mm-hmm. That's what it's called. Uh, and when you do that, Apple doesn't keep your encryption keys. Oh. You're responsible for your encryption keys. They give it to you in a prompt and, uh, well, save them because if you don't save them, you lose everything on the event of losing your phone. Um, kind, kind of like if you lose so, your, your password on ProtonMail. Right, exactly. <clears throat> Same setup, actually. So, All right. advanced data mode. The way you would get to that on an Apple device is you just click your profile and you go to the iCloud section 
and it'll be at the bottom. All right. And speaking of Android, we've got Google Play Protect is uh, getting more invasive. You really should just change the name at this point. It's Google Play Spies. Pretty much. So <clears throat> Google now, Play Prize. Now, not only is it scanning all of the apps that you've installed from the Play Store, but now it can grab your sideloaded apps if you have a stock Android. It did phone. that. It did that on my Samsung before this announcement. It was always asking, Google Play Protect would like to scan this app, but you have Google Play Protect turned off. <gasps> would you like to turn it back on? No. Fuck no. <laughs> why I don't even I, want do Google Play on the damn off. device. So go away. There's a reason I didn't install this from Google Play. GTFO NSA. For real. Because, <laughs> uh, by the way, just like Facebook now Meta, second worst rebrand attempt in recent memory. What's number one? X. Oh, yeah, no, I agree with that. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, I mean, I was never a Twitter person. Like, I think I, I had an I had an account a long time ago, and I think I tweeted once. <laughs> like, I just... it Maybe I'm just too long-winded. And the... Maybe? You know. <laughs> Although, the, you know there's no character limit now, right? You can oh, type really? as long as you want. I did not realize that it had been changed. Hm. Yep, you can thank Elon for that one. Well, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, that way someone like Trump doesn't have to do a tweet storm. They can just do Correct. one long tweet. Basically a blog. But we both know he won't. He'll do a tweet storm. Because that gets more attention. Correct. <laughs> and... Cue that Lady Gaga song. It's all about the applause, applause, applause. <laughs> and everybody knows that Trump lives in in the. He loves lib, that limelight. The the lib regressives heads free of you know, rent free. Yeah. Notice I called them regressives, not progressives. Yeah. Anyway. Everyone noticed that. Your point has been made. <laughs> Go ahead. Stroke that ego. You're good. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah. On one hand, the cent the centralization here makes sense. On the no. other, it's terrifying. It does not make sense. Really does not make sense. The vast majority of devices that run Android are Samsung devices. Samsung already has a partnership with McAfee. Antivirus scanning for all apps installed has been a part of Samsung's OS for a long time. So Google Play Protect is not necessary, considering the other huge portion of devices that run Android are from China, and uh, Google Play isn't allowed in China. So they're not scanning there. Mm -hmm. Then you got India, right? And the vast majority of Indian devices also are Samsung devices. 
But if they're not Samsung devices, we're talking about a, a percentage of a percentage of a percentage. No. 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 If they were actually worried about privacy and security, they would bake antivirus this as a, as a, as a boss app into AOSP, the base. But they don't. There's a reason for that. If they're not putting it in the base that is for the people, then they're putting it and they're putting it into their crap, then it must be against the people. So, no, it doesn't make sense at all. Yeah. Anyway. And, I mean, they're, you know, they're trying to, they're trying to cut down on fake apps, which is noble, I suppose. Then Uh, scan the apps being uploaded. Don't scan people's apps. And how about them apples? Apparently in July, they enhanced their developer verification process on Google play. Um, so now every developer that submits their applications, uh, has to have a Dun and Be- a Dun and Bradstreet number. Oh, great. You have any idea how expensive that is? <laughs> yeah, just make your apps FOSS and make sure that they're clean and then you can upload them to F-Droid. Easy. You know how people are going to get around that. Mm-hmm. They're going to upload them to the Samsung store. That's how they're going to get around that. Because <laughs> Samsung doesn't require you to get a Dunn's number. It's a stupid requirement. We should do a story on that. That's something I could rant about for an hour and a half. Stupidest thing I've ever heard. Are you kidding me? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, my word. And then, you know, China and the U.S., or the CCP in the U.S. must be in junior high with the level of stupid drama. So, you yeah. guys, if you guys watched or listened to last week. So, when he says junior high for the uh, the rest of the people who aren't living on the worst coast, that's middle school. Okay. Middle school. So, we're talking, you know, when you're 12 to 14 or so. Depending on Six exactly how you're. Through ninth grade. Mm. Or sixth through eighth grade, I should say. Yeah. Because ninth grade is, is a high school. Well, at least here on the west, it, at least here on the west coast, it's uh, just seventh and eighth in most districts. Um, but yeah, I mean, talk about one of the worst ideas ever. You shove all these newly pube- pubescent kids together, and then expect them to learn. when they're hitting their first growth spurts when they're yeah so much stupid drama anyway china's like oh by the way we're not banning iphones for our government workers (laughs) yeah unlike some people like this this feels like one of those uh 
vague Facebook drama posts. <sighs> to me, I don't know, because the the way that they shade, the way they threw shade. That's a blatant lie. This apple says it has never worked with any government to insert a backdoor. That's a blatant lie. They were literally part of the CCP. Are you fucking kidding me? You'd have to be a knuckle-dragging moron to think that's accurate. Uh-huh. With as much They literally as were they part. They were part of the CCP and to get to take advantage of a 0% corporate tax, you have to partner with the CCP and grant them full access to your servers and your service. That's how it works. Mm-hmm. Apple changed their headquarters to China for a bit. So for a small blip of time, go look it up in the history, they were no longer an American company, but a Chinese company. Because that's how the zero corporate tax works in China. And it wasn't until after they did that and the U.S. government was like, well, if you do that, then we're not we're going to cancel our contract with you because we're not going to have a Chinese company providing our phones. Then they were like, oh, shit. And then they started moving to India and brought their headquarters back here. That's public knowledge. <laughs> anyway, type so- a knuckle dragging moron. I can't even with that. That is. Uh, (laughs) Apple clearly thinks that nobody reads their own press statements. Well, they're Apple users. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Most of them are, you know, idiots. I was going to say average bears. That's a that's a nice way to say an idiot, a clueless idiot. And you would be you would be correct. Um, so the the shade that the CCP threw at us, <laughs> without naming us specifically, they said yeah. we protect foreign companies' rights and interests in accordance with the law and strive to foster a first class, market oriented, law based, and internationalized business environment. <laughs> Which is a uh, a legalese way to give the U.S. the middle finger. <laughs> yep. Like, come on, U.S. It, like this. Mm-hmm. This feels like the jilted lover going. I miss what we had. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why you gotta ban us, bro? <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Why are you mad? Yeah. We didn't do anything wrong that you're not doing. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. I Mm -hmm. can't. (laughs) This article's like, which may have been a veiled shot at the U.S.'s own policies. (laughs) May have been? Veiled? Yeah, may have been. (laughs) Anybody who pays any attention whatsoever knows that was a shot across our bow. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe up our nose even. <laughs> like it, it's it's called the the US intelligent commun- community is mad that say TikTok 
doesn't give them a blatant backdoor to directly spy on people like Twitter does, like Meta does, because they were designed by the U.S. intelligence community. Huh. And and instead, those data endpoints are in China, where we shouldn't have access. (laughs) It just feels feels like we can't just grab data whenever we want or tell you to block something. Oh, yeah. There we go. Um, You know. Twitter, the Twitter files, the Facebook files that were coming out earlier this no. year. There's um, no, there's no, there will never be Facebook files. Like things that Zuck's kind of, operating system does not allow him to have disclosure. That's not how that works. <laughs> I mean, things that we kind of knew about these platforms already, if yeah. paying attention, uh, were confirmed. And actually, under Elon's ownership, um, Twitter, now X. Uh, don't, anyway, don't, whatever. Don't give it any form of merit. It's fucking Twitter. It's not X. <laughs> I don't give a shit, Elon. It's and, not X. And then the logo is a veiled call, call out to a Masonic symbol. Uh-oh. Hmm. The square and compass. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm I'm good on this. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, it um under his leadership, it's actually been more open to the U.S. intelligence community in terms of limiting people's reach, in terms of outright kicking them off the platform because they said something that the people who think that they can control everything didn't want them to say. And we'll leave it at that. Moving on to slightly happier, but nonetheless interesting. Arm is doing another IPO. Um, Arm, if you guys didn't know, is the IP holder for most of our mobile lives, including Apple and even their laptops and desktops now, because the M series chips are arm based. Correct. So SoftBank, which has owned arm since 2016, decided let's capitalize on this a little bit more. So they filed for an IPO and actually went live on the the NYSE uh, on NASDAQ, actually, on Thursday and made a whole grip of money. Big shock. But the thing that makes this interesting is they're actually concerned about risk five. That's very good. I, I, I cannot wait for risk five to be more mainstream than just being embedded because that's where it is right now. It's an embedded stuff. Um, and the thing that Connor and I love about risk five is the fact that it's completely open source. So there's no, 
overarching IP holder, like with ARM or with x86. Uh, x86 is such garbage. Yeah. It was designed in the 80s. They never expected it would become the de facto standard. So it's just, they just keep adding to it. They never take away the unnecessary instruction set. It's ballooned into this giant, you know, massive, like, solar system worth of crap. And it's just, it's garbage. Absolute garbage. Well, and to a certain extent, that goes back to the, well, CISC versus RISC. Okay. So CISC is complex instruction set. RISC is reduced instruction set. So RISC is all about simplifying things. Can we get it done with less? So it winds up being much more efficient, which is why ARM became the de facto mobile thing because it, while it may not be as overtly powerful as x86 was, it's a hell of a lot more power efficient. So your batteries last longer. Not much to say on that. I mean, you kind of put it, you kind of stole my thunder there, but that's fine. (laughs) Like, yeah, we'd, when I can, I'm going to start messing with Risk Five. Um, in terms of, to doubt. in terms of single board computers, um, because I I really think that that that's the future, guys. Whether it's necessarily Risk Five or just something that kind of comes out of it, I really believe that this is the future. Because CISC is about to die. Like, as much as AMD and Intel are giants in the industry, that's only because they're the ones who hold the IP for x86. And that's been what's been shoved down our throats for 30 years. Um, where risk, and actually ARM, is based on a different variety of risk. It's Advanced Risk Machines was one of their original names. Though their original name was actually Acorn Risk Machines. Um, And if you guys know anything about like 80s, 70s and 80s retro tech, you'll recognize Acorn. Um, They made the BBC Master and the BBC Micro. Um, which were Motorola 68000 chips, which is risk. Um, which, incidentally, was also what most of the early Macs were based on. Um, the G4 chips were risk. <laughs> they were Motorola. Um <laughs> And then they moved over to Intel. PowerPC. Uh-huh. No, they moved over to PowerPC, not Intel. Well, yes. I'm fast-forwarding. Uh, yeah, it's, but it's kind of a crucial part. 
So the power through, PC architecture was like a, a big deal. Through the, well, let's see, PowerPC came in the mid 90s. So just before Jobs came back. Okay. Uh, and spanned until 2006-ish when Apple, when Jobs decided, you know what? It just makes more sense to go with Intel here. Which made a lot of people scratch their heads. And they were on Intel until the M-series chips were released. Um, because they hate Intel. <laughs> just like they hate Can't blame them, though. Can't blame them, though. Uh, uh, truth be told, I think Intel's days are very much so numbered, and that makes me so happy. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of there, too. It, they... They're about as closed off as they can afford to be in terms of how they handle their their products. And that's I mean, how many microcode issues have we found out about? You've got I mean Spectre, you've got Meltdown, you've got Yeah. Up until they, 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 up until the whole ME fiasco, their main their main policy was security by obscurity, which is the worst policy to have if you don't have something else as well. You should have actual security, and then you should also have obscurity. But they were just going with the obscurity because it's easier. Well, we don't need to secure anything if no one knows about it, so. Uh-huh. Yeah, that worked real well. You know, not that AMD doesn't have its issues, too. I mean, hello, Zenbleed. Um, but, yeah. And basically, most of these... Most of these are speculative instruction... branch issues, where somebody could insert code and run arbitrary code through your processor and you wouldn't be able to do anything about it. Yeah. Where if you're running an open source architecture like RISC-V, for instance, um, there are far more eyeballs on your architecture and these sorts of things would be caught sooner and could be ironed out quicker. Um, so yeah, x86, probably not much longer for this world. Good. Um, Kill it. Kill it now. Kill it with fire. (laughs) Whether, you know, whether that looks like arm ruling the world for a while. Eh. Oh, and by the way, their, their initial valuation wound up being something like 54. Let's see. Where is it? I know it's in this article. Um, near the bottom, I think. There's this whole thing called Control F, and uh, it'll let you find things. But uh, yeah, maybe it wasn't in this article. 
Um, anyway, they're... It's literally highlighted down there. Yeah, I know. Blue. That's not the... That wasn't what I was looking for, actually. Ah, um, okay. That was just the only use of the word billion. Um, talking about the proposed buyout by NVIDIA a few years back. Um, which this IPO actually raised almost about $15, million, $15 billion more, by the way. Mm. Um, it, I think it came out... There was another article I looked at. Um, their IPO valuation at the end of the day Thursday was like $54.5 billion. And they don't make anything physical. They just design the base architecture for NVIDIA, for <laughs> Apple, for all Samsung, hello, um, that they then license and allow these other companies to tweak as they see fit. That's what that's, ARM does. Yeah, I was about to say, that's, that's how you get... Uh everything actually all the chips because there's well, no not that... all the chips there's also MIPS yeah that I mean that's a blip in comparison yeah, it's a tiny blip and moving on we get to bash on Microsoft a little bit <laughs> um, so for Windows 11 Enterprise this update is coming out to basically block um, block the ability to brute force your hashed passwords. Um, so it will let admins to block block new technology land manager and or NTLM over SMB which is horribly insecure SMB yeah I hate SMB I don't um, allow it but that's kind of what we're stuck with until Microsoft goes belly up uh, which yeah. will probably take a little bit longer than Intel um, <laughs> I'll be long since in the ground by the time Microsoft is gone yeah like it's it's unreal. Anyway, so that is unless everybody just says, you know what, Microsoft, you suck, we're gone. Yeah, but yeah. even in the dream, that's not a reality. No. Um, so, yeah. But this is being limited to only enterprise, which on one hand makes sense because Microsoft knows how they've dumbed people down through the advent of easy to use windows <laughs> easy to use anyway um, so conf confronting a regular end user with the level of granular control that a system or network admin is familiar with would overwhelm them is how Microsoft feels likely um, taking the Apple approach I see more or less um and after all, enterprises where they make their money. 
Yeah, I have a very different view on this. I see this as this is a killer feature and uh, we're only going to give it to people who pay us for this killer feature. Mm -hmm. That's the way I see it. Yep. That's that's more or less where I landed. I have a feeling that they'll, they might even offer it as a uh, like a uh, licensed add-on to the my uh, Windows 11 Pro. That wouldn't surprise me. Microsoft can see it now. monetization. Yep. Yeah, that's their that's, thing. That's why they're not going anywhere. Other than yep. the fact that they appear to have something over the U.S. government. Clearly. <laughs> Otherwise... Anybody with a anybody with an active brainstem would have left the Windows environment twenty years ago if they were actually concerned about security and privacy. Gotta wonder what yeah. Microsoft has on the U.S. government. Well, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not gonna speculate on that. Don't feel like having slippery shoes. Um, yep, that's my exact thoughts. And moving on, we've got uh, Starlink. So <laughs> their their initial projections back in 2015 are laughable, absolutely laughable. So when Musk was originally, pardon me, when Musk was originally pitching Starlink to investors back in 2015, he was envisioning Starlink generating almost $12 billion in revenue and $7 billion in operating profit by the end of 2022. That hasn't happened. Shocker. You know how hard it is to get Starlink to begin with? And how? And I don't understand this whole get it operational. Yeah, I, I don't understand this whole granular rollout. It's a fucking satellite. What are you doing? Oh, we're not available in your area. There's no satellites over here. Not Bullshit. Yet. Bullshit. People were watching videos of the satellite train going around the globe as they launched them. So don't give me that shit, Musk. Bullshit. I know and, good and damn well you have satellites everywhere. You guys could also, easily set this up. And they also... You know why they don't do it? Hmm? I'll tell you why they don't do it. Because there's not enough satellites. The, this, this, They're trying to give internet to the entire globe. I would have done it country by country first. That's, But that's just me. I would have said, okay, we're going to do it. the entire country of... Pick one of those tiny countries in Europe... Um, actually, they're all tiny. Estonia. Um, yeah, Estonia. Okay, everybody in Estonia, you can now get Starlink. <laughs> I would have done it country by country. Or state by state in the U.S., right? But no. They do it area by area. There are parts of Georgia that you can get Starlink, and there are parts of Georgia you cannot get Starlink. Mm -hmm. How? What? Yeah. I mean, honestly, what? 
Well, I think I think the primary focus for Starlink is bringing better connection to rural areas, at least in the U.S. That's interesting because the parts of Georgia that can get Starlink is Atlanta, and the parts of Georgia that can't get Starlink is rural Georgia. So huh. big F on that one too, Musk. So it makes no sense. But then zero sense. Musk is not a genius, guys. No. Unpopular opinion, I'm sure, but uh, I don't think he's written a single line of code for probably 25 years. Or whatever he I has think, actually written was crap. I think what at heard. best, he's got high-functioning autism and gives off that vibe of intelligence that the people with autism that are high-functioning tend to have. And... Uh, is very lucky and good at business decisions. That's that's my take on him. Well, he managed to climb in bed with the U.S. government, so yeah, that's a good a good business move. Um, yeah. You know, Tesla wouldn't even exist if it wasn't for all the. Let's go. Let's go, these guys. Yeah, Tesla wouldn't exist without the subsidies. They've gone. If you read their bank statements, and not bank statements, their uh, income statements. They're negative every single year, just about. If it wasn't for the, the subsidies and the government bailouts, they'd have been gone a while ago. Mm-hmm. And yet somehow Musk is worth billions. Yeah. Huh. This makes Anywho, very little sense. I digress. I happen to know somebody who uses Starlink, okay? And uh, they don't get the speed that they, that Musk promises. They get good, they get decent speed, but it's not the speed Mark Musk promises. Um, the connection is okay at best, um, but the whole premise irks the hell out of me. Just generally irks the hell out of me. I go out of my way to avoid five G, and then Musk in his stupid head decides. I know what we're going to do. We're going to beam 5G from space to the whole Earth. Oh, yeah. There we go. Because far from being the savior of mankind, <clears throat> he's a tool of those who want to destroy it. Want to destroy us. I don't know. I, I see him as a... Uh anti-hero. He kind of goes to whoever's got more money at that point in time. So kind of a Deadpool. <laughs> yeah. I see him as the Deadpool of uh, the uber wealthy. <laughs> sometimes he's for humanity. Sometimes he's against humanity. It really just depends on if it aligns with what he's thinking is best or if they're paying well. Because even if he doesn't like it, if they pay well enough, he's willing to do it. See Neuralink. Exactly. Exactly. Tell me that ain't shady SH. Yeah. Um, all of that transhumanist nonsense. Um, which he's all for, by the way. Yeah. And all of and for all of his posing about free speech and being a free speech absolutist, right? 
Then he hires Yakarino, who is a WEF stooge. Yeah, I was just about to say, he's all for free speech unless your name is Alex Jones or or you say something he doesn't like or that his sponsors don't like. Ah, there's the rub. There's the rub. Or that the ADL doesn't like. <laughs> yeah. Talk Still waiting on those rocket. Anyway, yeah, not gonna not gonna touch that any further. Uh, again, don't feel like having slippery shoes. Um, or litigation issues. I don't particularly yeah. feel like getting sued. No. So. Um, Continuing on. But yeah, moving on, and we get to bash on Musk a little bit more in the next story, because he and Zuck and good old Billy Gates, along with yeah, Elon Musk, Zuckerbot. And uh, Bill Gates, great. Along with Altman and Jensen Wong from NVIDIA and Alex Cart from Palantir and the, and the new CEO of Microsoft, Satya Nadella, along with mm. Sundar Pichai. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Sundar Pichai. Uh, along with Eric Schmidt, who is the former Google and Alphabet CEO. Uh, all converged on a Senate panel led by mm. good old Chuck the Schmuck. Um, mm. Pencil neck? Senate. Oh, no. I know you're talking about Gremlin. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Chuck Schumer. I was thinking a shifty shift. Yeah, he he's basically the equivalent in the house. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm I'm not gonna mess with Schumer right now as much as it would be easy. Um, for instance, have you seen him? Him with a picture of his wife? Nope. Tell me, there's not something screwy there. Anyway, that's all I'm gonna say on that one. Anyway, so it wasn't just big tech people who were there. There was a representative from the MPA, the Motion Picture Association, the AFL-CIO, the Writers Guild, uh, the American Federation of Teachers, and the Leadership Conference on Civil and Human Rights. Uh Uh-huh. Sounds like a real legion of doom. Pretty much. Oh, look, it's Sundar. Oh, Anyway, um, so yeah. I have nothing but mean things to say about that creature. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, probably not on the air. Um, No, nothing but mean things to say about Sundar. So yeah, anyway. And this is, this gathering was all about trying to figure out what we're going to do about regulating AI because AI is this big, bad, scary thing. Current AI is not. (laughs) Like, maybe what they want it to be is big and bad and scary, but currently publicly available stuff, it's laughable. It's almost unusable. I mean, it's getting better. I don't know. But AI can be very useful. 
very useful. If it wasn't useful, we wouldn't have lawyers getting in trouble for using it for writing things or college <laughs> students getting, you know, expelled for using it for writing things or basically all of the grunt work that these these jobs and or institutions require. People are offloading onto AI because they generally don't want to do that. But so it's like very useful with, at grunt work. But like with an underpaid or perhaps unpaid intern that you just hired. Yep. Um, Correct. You better check their work. Otherwise, you're going to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not going to go well for you because um, the the analogy of uh, a highly intelligent autistic 12 year old is very, very fitting Yep. for AI. It thinks it's intelligent. It thinks it knows pretty much everything. And it knows a fair bit because it's been allowed to crawl the web as much as it has. Um, but it, yeah, don't, don't trust it. And then there's this, then there's the privacy issues that our good pals over at Microsoft inflicted on us. Uh, yeah if it wasn't for Microsoft buying OpenAI last year uh, ChatGPT wouldn't have been released when it was and we wouldn't have the privacy nightmare that we have right now but of course Microsoft wants to play with its new toy and scrape as much data from its users as it possibly can. So why would they want it to be private? I can't think of a good reason. They never wants to be private. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. These... <laughs> good old Sundar... Um, in his prepared remarks, said that there were three things that the government could do to uh, play an important role in AI development. First, craft policies that support innovation, including through research and development investment or immigration laws which incentivize talented workers to come to the U.S. In other words, give us open borders, damn it. Um... Second, by driving greater use of AI in government. Tell me that's not terrifying. The bureaucracy is bad enough as it is. And we want to add AI to the mix more than it already is? That sounds like a real bad idea. Yeah. Um, and third, by applying AI to big problems like detecting cancer. Oh, sorry, four. And by, quote, advancing a workforce transition agenda that benefits everyone. That sounds all rosy, doesn't it? Uh, right. And, of course, Musk being the hype man. is like, this is a, it was a, it was a wonderful, very civilized discussion among some of the smartest people in the world. And this, this could have been, a, this could go down in history as, of, as basically a watershed moment in the history of AI. Really? 
a simple Senate closed door, mind you, this is a closed door procedure. Um, a closed door Senate hearing. Can you please get that damn gremlin off of my screen? <laughs> okay. Thank you. Well, there, there's not the this. That don't trade one <laughs> gremlin for the next. <laughs> there's Chuck the schmuck. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> anyway, but yeah, um, and of course, Zuck was there touting how Meta is being deliberate about rolling out their open source language models because they're kind of being forced to open source them. Huh. Well, something good is coming, perhaps, but the, the problem with Llama 2, and that's what he's talking about here. The problem with Llama 2 is that ultimately it benefits Facebook Meta, not the contributors. And ultimately, Facebook Meta has final say on what actually makes it into their large language model. Which, I don't know about you guys, but I don't trust meta i haven't used meta intentionally for years any of their products i mean i technically have a facebook page for tech freedom but i never use it what you're telling me is is for christmas you don't want a facebook portal no thanks I'll, I'll no you don't you don't want a, a camera equipped home spying device no I, you know i'm good i'm i'm good on that front um are you sure yeah i'm i'm pretty darn sure you know the video the ad that they give says you can use this portal to connect to your family that live in other places you don't you don't want that no because there are other there are other tools that do just as well but but this one is a device, so it's easier. Um, I hope I, I kept have the receipt. Webcams. I don't need. <laughs> For that matter, gonna have I have to cell phones, it. which have pretty darn good selfie cams. <laughs> so screw with you. I don't care. Okay, go on next. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which are degooled. Let me be. Let me be clear on that one. Let just me scroll clear. up to the text. I just want to see the text. I don't want to look at these gremlins. Oh, there's. You gave my whole. Yeah, that's a gremlin too. There it is, right there. Just stay right there. I, I don't want to look at these gremlins. Okay, <laughs> you've already given me an uneasy feeling by making me stare into Sundar's eyes and two for too long. So, <laughs> I'm good. Um, and you know, Chuck the Schmuck has been leading the effort for broad legislative frameworks for AI. Uh, I seriously doubt he has the foggiest clue what the heck he's doing. He doesn't. Somebody, and, one of his handlers, has told him to do this. And, you know, not that, not that I have issues with elderly people, because I don't. But I have issues with his policy. That's the 
that's the bottom line there and that's why i have issues with him because of his age i can tell you that right now i don't care he's too old to be running things that's the problem when you have no term limits uh second off he's evil so there you go i mean that's the bottom line that's my issues with the evil thing um yeah hmm And, you know, that's our last story for the day. Um, okay. Well, hey. And I completely forgot to switch my crawling across the bottom of the screen. Oh, well. Got got too into what we were talking about. Oh, well. Um, so, yeah. That's uh, that's kind of where we're... And let's, let's try to lift it up from the depths where we left it there. Um... Let's see how can how can we spin something positively here? Um, I don't know, because <laughs> the group of tech CEOs and senators who gathered—that's uh, not encouraging. It's a legion of doom. Assemble. Um, exactly. Until next time, kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He-Man reference, anyone? <laughs> and, <sighs> yeah, it's... It's intentionally meant to... Discourage. For lack of a better way to put it. Um, not that this show is meant to discourage, but we're trying to report accurately on what's happening. And okay, so if you're a podcast listener, you can you can end your podcast here. He's going to ramble for God knows how long. So uh, you can end it here. You're good. Continue oh, on. <laughs> Just doing my duty, you know. Uh huh. I, I felt the spiel coming. I was like, no, we got to save them. You've heard all the articles. Now is the time to go. It's okay. Mark this one as listened to. <laughs> anyway, for those of you who are watching on Rumble, uh, thanks for watching. And those of you who stuck around in the podcast through Connor giving me crap there, thank you. Um, never forget, let's go Brandon. I mean, he's kind of being ushered out slowly uh, slow walk change of batters coming <laughs> hopefully that doesn't mean um, knee pad oh no come oh, oh no knee pad is going to be the president for at least some period of time that much I can guarantee you oh god so prep for that because hell even the mainstream media is already talking to her so are you ready to step in for biden i mean that's that's already mainstream media is already talking about that so get ready it's it's coming don't know when but it's coming anyway y'all if you haven't already like subscribe share comment down below all that sort of good stuff music is warzone by anodomini beats and you know i'd love to hear from you email do not email him. Media techfreedom.pro. Thank you very much, Connor. No. Um, it's Don't been fun. Him. Death to email. <laughs> <laughs>